Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm thrilled today to welcome the wonderful Raymond Lee, who is currently starring in the NBC show Quantum Leap. And I wanted to start by talking a little bit about some of the things that are really useful for you to know going into a role and going into a show like this, and some of the things where you've kind of intentionally held back a little bit on that. You know, one of one of the main plot points with Ben as a character is that he didn't tell anyone why he was stepping into the mechanism. And I love the fact that I've I've heard you say that for you, you actually didn't want to know the answer at the beginning. You were like, let's wait for it to reveal itself to him as a character again, when he regains his memory for me to know. And even when you look at each of the episodes in terms of time and space that he's jumping into, sometimes it's an area where he would realistically know a little bit about that. And sometimes it's things that he would know absolutely nothing about. And so how have you kind of calibrated going into this show and going into all of these episodes and really figuring out what's the useful information for me to research and find out and understand? And where does it actually help me to play this character by intentionally not doing research or not asking certain questions of the writers? Yeah, um, I think it's just a matter of I don't trust myself enough to not give away anything in my acting. So, you know, I, I, I and it's also very exciting for me to crack open a script and and go, wow, I didn't see that coming. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, my pro it's been my process for this and I'm sort of sticking with it. Um, but if there are anything just overarching in terms of a character arc or where I might end up, uh, I ask the showrunners, I say, hey, you know, where, what should I be prepared for? Uh, and, and they're very good about withholding information as well because I asked for it. Um, but yeah, I also just like to be surprised. I'm a fan of the show as, as I'm doing it. And I'm a fan of our writers and I'm a fan of where the story continues to go. So it's just more exciting for me this way. And I really love how collaborative it sounds like the environment is in terms of the dynamic that you have with the writers being very accessible for asking questions, but also in terms of, especially as you've gone through shooting the first season in them coming to you and asking you questions and even just things like, Hey, do you know how to juggle? Okay, great. Like maybe we'll put something to do with that where that's going to be in a scene in the show and really using it to inform ideas of where he can leap to and some of the plot lines that he ends up in. Um, and so just wanted to ask you a little bit about how some of those collaborative conversations have really shaped the show and shaped the character for you yeah I mean our, our writers are amazing and um, our writers are also producers on the show and they're they're there on set on the day so a lot of times we're problem solving as we go and you know deep mythology questions they also they obviously have the answers to so I'm like hey is this gonna if I do this is this gonna affect anything over here and a version of this, this we had done before, a version of this we had done before. So should we do a different shade of that in, uh, in, in, in this one? Um, so like they, it, it's great because they're so involved and they're so present. And I feel like none of them are taking any, their full attention is on this. Um, so yeah, I, they do ask me questions about what my strengths are and uh, they definitely try to lean into them. But as far as I know, they're just sort of doing their thing and just hoping too that like, okay, maybe he might be in, into this. And I also know if they ask me a certain pointed question about something, I'm like, oh, there might be something coming like four episodes down the line. Yeah. 
And in terms of a lot of the aspects of what it's asking of you as a performer and a lot of the dynamics that you have to figure out, it's really, it's really got a lot of very unique spaces. And one of them is even just the dynamic on screen between Ben and Addison and what you and Caitlin Bassett have created, because it's that thing of, you know, when, when does he look at her? When does he respond to her? How is he, how is he interacting between the conversations that he's having with Addison at the same time that he's having conversations with people in the space that he's leapt to in front of him? And how is he trying to get the information that he needs, listen to what she's telling him without making it obvious to the other people? You know, the first episode, everyone was just like, he's just talking to himself and he's crazy. And then he's kind of, it's finessed itself within him as a character, the more he goes through that. And so especially at the beginning, how did you and Caitlin really figure out what that needed to look like and how those interactions were going to take place? Yeah, and those those were so fun to create. And uh, it still continues to be fun because, like you said, we finessed it and we've just gotten better at it, um, both as actors and as characters. But in the beginning, it's all so new. And, you know, yeah, of course he's going to be talking out into the void because it, in his mind and, and what he sees is an actual person standing there. Um, but yeah, like th- that is, it's, it's a lot of the fun of the show, right? I mean, and it, it allows for writers to also just make Ben look a little silly at times, which I love. I love to lean into those moments. And, um, you know, it's really interesting to also um, explore the the growth because it, it is difficult to especially in a, in a situation where you have to be in a relationship with the hologram a hologram you can't touch and you know for me as a person like touch is such a big love language right and it's if you're if you're stripping somebody of that and also you're falling in love with the idea of having been in love with somebody which is just a whole nother concept so you know, we and, and Caitlin is we're always in conversation uh, to, to how we can build this relationship throughout an 18 episode arc and have it go somewhere. And I think in the second season, too, we're, we're going to really explore that even further because we have to lean into the, the developing of the story. Yes, it is a new leap each time, but some things still remain and we have to feel the echoes of what had happened. And so we are charting that even closer uh, than we had before. And um, it's something that we've always uh, had an eye on. And, And with everything that you're saying there, it brings up such an interesting facet as well, which is you're playing a character who doesn't remember things. And, you know, he's kind of gradually remembering certain details and reconnecting to himself. But there's this idea of, what do you know and what do you feel on a molecular level? You know, when Addison first shows up, there's an immediate ease and comfort that exists there, even though he doesn't know, okay, this was my fiance, we were going to get married, we have this entire history together. Um, And so how do you go into playing a character and finding the scope of, of what it feels like for him to be remembering emotions and remembering feelings, but not explicitly experiencing the memories? You know what it is? Um, Like, I'm not, like so to the point of where like I like past lives and things like that but I but I'm still aware of those things you know like I, I, I know that there's some sort of entanglement in time and space and their you know presence right and so the closest thing that I've been able to for it to help me was whenever you run into somebody so when you meet someone new and you're like hey I feel like I've known you 
like I don't know, but like in a past life or in another dimension, like I feel like we've met before because this is way too easy. You know what I mean? And and that's the close. That's what I've been working with in terms of how Ben and Addison, how Ben remembers Addison, because impossible to remember as a person. But I'm like, I just feel like I've known you because this is this rapport is too easy. And then the rest is filling in gaps. And then trust is a big thing we explore. It's a big theme we explore all throughout the season. Um, sometimes we have entire episodes dedicated to trust. Um, and so I'm supposed to just trust you in knowing that I, I've been in a relationship with you and we're, we're, but okay, but it also makes sense because I do feel like this is too easy and, and, and I would be attracted to someone like you, you know, all these things. So it's, it's, uh, that's what I've been working with. And just in terms of character, like, I feel like I've known you. You also have the dynamic of there's an entire team behind the scenes that Ben isn't present with who are all giving him information and communicating to him through Addison. And so knowing that that was the case, but that you would need those relationships to feel important, but without getting the opportunity to be in scenes with the, with those casts throughout the season, how important was that very first moment where you have that scene in the pilot episode where, you know, you're there being able to interact and really just in a fleeting moment, giving the audience, here's the history, here's the dynamic, here's exactly why they're all pulling for this person and why he's so important to them and why they're important to him and he trusts them even though he can't remember it yeah it's very tricky um because that is the only time we see the entire group together uh in the opening scene of the pilot and we just kind of have to nail it right we just have to imbue that moment with all the history all the relationships all the specific nuances and the dynamic and who plays papa bear who who is you know and so um, you know, fortunately, before we shot the pilot, we had a whole nother pilot experience in Vancouver when we shot the pilot that uh, then got now got retooled to be episode six. So we were able to actually develop chemistry and to build friendships just based off of our given circumstance of what the relationships of these characters at Quantum Leap headquarters were. So we've already sort of envisioned all of this. And so starting the pilot that ended up airing was, I mean, it was kind of a gift, you know? Uh, so uh, I'm really grateful for that. Um, and then the rest is just putting the pieces back together. And what I just love about how the season, first season has developed is Ben starting to remember more. And then all of a sudden someone, Jen comes to, comes to Ben in a leap and is now the hologram. It's like, oh yeah, I don't remember you, but again, I feel like I know you. So let's, let's do this. Um, yeah. And then in, in terms of the, the individual leaps, again, there's so many unique aspects at play in terms of what you're doing, because Ben is stepping into someone else's body, into someone else's life, into someone else's world, but he doesn't have all the information up front. You know, he has to kind of read the room and assimilate very quickly. And you're playing this version that is both him and the person that he is becoming. And so the, the language of delivery is different depending on the time period and, and whose body he's in. And so what does that look like for you when you get the script for each new episode? What is that process of essentially creating a second half of Ben that you have to redevelop every single episode depending on what the leap is? Yeah, and that's like so much of the fun of this whole, the show and for myself. Um, our 
our different departments are so individually good at their jobs. And for, for me, the character starts in, you know, when I'm in the fitting and I go, okay, so we're in the seventies. All right. Men wore pants like this. Oh, and then they wore these platforms. Oh, it makes you walk like this. Okay. So that's when it all starts to begin. And, and then I start getting these little, I start downloading information on who this person is. And then you go, okay, so this person was a bodyguard. Okay. So a bodyguard must have this something to them. And then you show up on the day and you see the, the production design and you're like, okay, I don't have to use my imagination. Like I am in the seventies. And then you see the background, you see, you see all the actors with their hair done and you see the, the kind of inflection that they're speaking with. And I'm like, okay, now I'm in a period piece. So as uh, I'm sort of like, almost like um, just a, 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 a bender of situations, right? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a chameleon into this situation. So how do I just seamlessly try to fit into this world without standing out too much? And so much of that work is done already by all of our incredible art departments that for me as a performer, all that's left for me to do is just kind of go. And then whatever ends up coming out of my mouth ends up coming out of my mouth the way it does. And the performance is informed by how tall my heels are or you know how I'm standing, what these shoulder pads make me do. So it's really cool. And I'm a person who likes to work outside in too. I, I like to observe my character and how, how, how he looks. And uh, it's really fun to, to piece all that together. I mean, and, and you have those external elements and, and then going back to what you were talking about before in terms of the, the physicality often being a very important part. Again, that's that's a fascinating aspect to look at what is the physicality with Ben inside of someone else's body around a bunch of other characters, you know, because again, he's he's trying to assimilate that you're not going to immediately be like, oh, that's their partner. So I'm going to walk over and be very close and very intimate and very touchy feely. But you also he's aware that he doesn't want to give himself away. So there's this kind of like middle ground of, of what that looks like. And so how do you find the physicality of what those interactions look like with characters that are completely new to him, but not to the the body that he's assimilated into? Yeah. And, and I, the word choice of assimilation is perfect because not to get too in the weeds with it, but, you know, Ben, you know, being an only child to a single mother, already a survival situation, right? It's like already reading the room and everything could be a potential threat, right? Being an immigrant, um, it's all about reading the room and assimilating and kind of forming yourself into a mold that's already there. So I think in a lot of ways, even though Addison was supposed to be the leaper, Ben sort of is the perfect leaper because of his just awareness of situations, right? And his ability to assimilate and adjust. And it's He's almost been preparing his whole life for something like this. And so, and Ben's story is not too far off from my story as well. So I bring a lot of myself in that. <laughs> Again, not to get too into the weeds, but some of the work that I do in therapy is just like letting go of like fixing things and taking care of other people. And, you know, maybe you don't have to read the room too much because you're not eight years old anymore. You know, no one's going to harm you. So it, it's interesting because all of these different ideas and it's, it's at play and the dichotomy of it is always working together. Um, but yeah, whatever ends up, whatever Ben ends up becoming, it sort of happens very organically throughout the process. It's not very intentional. And, and that idea of how much of himself Ben gives over to other people, like you're saying, 
you know, it's, it's this really beautiful quality in him as a character to watch. And he steps into these situations where he's with people who are complete strangers to himself and he's always willing to put himself on the line for other people. Um, and so how do you kind of like find that dynamic of what that altruism looks like? And, and, you know, because it, it doesn't always play out the same with every person. There's always something that he finds in them in terms of what really motivates him beyond the fact that he needs to complete a certain mission to go on to the next leap. Because if it was just the logistical element, it wouldn't feel as engaging. It's the fact that he finds these emotional connections with everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if there if Ben did have a superpower, it would be that. It is just ultimate empathy to the point of, um, you know, insanity, right? It's like constantly over and over, you know, the definition of being insane is like doing the same thing over and over <laughs> and, and, and not growing from it. And there, there is an aspect to Ben that you can't even explain, right? And in that way, he's so much of a better person than I am personally. And I learned so much from him on, on how to put others before yourself and to the point of constantly risking your life over and over and over. Um, but that's also what makes Ben the ideal person to be doing these leaps as well. Um, and yeah, he there is a vocation. There is something else there that is pulling him to do this. Um, and uh, I, 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 as a just a person reading a script about a, about a guy, I'm like, wow, wow, that is the, the proper choice to make in this situation. And, and, you know, honestly, it bleeds over into my life as well and small things, you know, holding doors open for people or, you know, or just uh, if I see someone in a wheelchair, I think differently about the situation. Um, and that is also the beautiful, beautiful things about Quantum Leap too, is just every episode allows you to just open, it allows you to open your eyes to a different world. And, um, you know, the, our, our or a let them play episode, uh, you know, that, that opened my eyes to a whole other world, the trans community. Like I, I to leap into the, the shoes of a, of a, of a father, of a trans daughter. It's, uh, you know, it's, it, these are situations you don't necessarily think about. You read about them, but you don't have to actively put yourself in the situation. And I feel fortunate enough. I, I feel very fortunate to, to be as my job to be put in these situations too to be forced to grow, you know, in the best way. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the whole process of, of that. I love that. And, and for you as well, in terms of every single episode, you're working with completely new cast every single time because every leap is a new world, is a new set of characters and therefore a whole new set of actors that you're working with each time. And I love something that you've said about how for you, you like to feel like you're the guest star stepping into their world because for Ben he's the newest person in the room that world already existed before he arrived which I thought was really beautiful and was wanting to ask about kind of how you found that dynamic for yourself in terms of I need to think of it this way and even just the the malleability that you have to have in terms of your process of this is how I usually work but if every week I'm working with new actors and everybody comes to the table with their own ideas and their own process this is how I need to you know assimilate my own process you know kind of taking that idea of what the character is doing as well yeah I mean like I love actors um and I love to know about their process. So for me, it's it's genuinely a lot of fun to take their lead and, and to see how they like to work, how they prefer, you know, just coverage. Do you want to be shot first? Do you, you know, what, how, do you want to run these lines? And I, we just, we got it, we get a feel for each other. And 
And, uh, you know, hats off to also our casting department and our amazing producers for always providing incredibly, in incredibly gifted and open uh, guest stars that I, I, I am fortunate enough to work with. And, you know, I, I, I just take their lead and I see like, OK, um, you're you were cast for this episode for a specific reason. You brought something to this role in your tape. And I want to see the world that you've created. And it allows for me to more easily blend into that role. Um, instead of me being like, this is what I think it should be, because that's just also not what the, the, the role is. That's not what the show is about. And um, I also, you know, going back to like, I, I feel like my life has been in preparation. I've been living my life in preparation for this role because I've also been guest star many a times. So I know the feeling of, of just this feeling of having to feel out and, 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 and see, suss out a situation and be like, okay, this is what's going on here. So um, had I been a lead my whole life, maybe I wouldn't have that sort of perspective. But luckily, I, I, I was set up for success with the show in that way. And, and to that point, exactly, you know, lastly, I wanted to ask you about that experience of stepping into a lead role for the first time, because it sounds like from everything that you're saying, it's something where it's not just about playing the lead character. It's not just about showing up in the work that you're doing. It's about the dynamic that you're creating on set for everybody that you show up for every single week. You know, it's who you are to the cast and crew every day in the morning. Um, and so what have been a lot of the aspects that you found to be really important beyond even just the work that you're doing as a performer? You know, the when you walk in, the crew's already there the transportation department showed up hours before I did and they set up the trailers, they cleaned it, they, they made everything ready. Um, the makeup hair department, they're there ready for when I'm ready. Like, and they leave after I leave because they have stuff. So we're all people, <laughs> we're all working this job. The hours are crazy. Everyone's tired. Um, and everyone, I, you know, what we can do during the time that we're there is to just really enjoy each other's company and to want the best out of everybody, right? And we want us to all do our best work. And we all know we do our best work when we're comfortable and when we're feeling seen and when we're saying thank you and hellos and good mornings and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just, and I've also done produ production assistant work. I've, I've done a lot of jobs in my life in, in service and hospitality. So I just know like what it feels like. And so I just think just being a decent human, you know, and going out and like rah-rahing everybody when we're like uh, on that hump, you know, it's like it's Wednesday, it's rough. And uh, I don't know if this answers your question or not, but I, I think I found my way in is to just kind of like, recognize that I'm not doing the hardest job here, you know, and, and uh, it might seem that way, but it's a lot of people are, are putting their blood, sweat and tears and sacrificing their friendships and family and, and time with their loved ones to be here. So why not have a great time, you know, and, and yeah, and be chill. <laughs> I really, really love that sentiment. And I've loved everything about your performance throughout the first season. So congratulations on a great season. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really enjoy speaking with you. Thank you so much.